Welcome to Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, where I drink, discuss, and discover the world of distilled spirits. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. This is episode 83, and I'm drinking Ancho Reyes. With each episode of Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, you should expect that I'll be well-researched and educational, also entertaining and consistent in my reviews. So I chose Ancho Reyes for this episode because I've been working my way through a list of interesting liquors and liqueurs that I want to feature on this show. Ancho Reyes is artfully designed and well-regarded, plus I hope the flavor is something I'll like. Ancho Reyes is flavored with ancho chili peppers and therefore should have some heat, but hopefully it's balanced by the sugar added in this liqueur. We'll soon find out. The bottle I have for the tasting is a standard 750 milliliters. It is Ancho Reyes, Chili Ancho Liqueur. It is 40% alcohol by volume, making it 80 proof, and it retails at $27. The bottle is a brownish amber color. It's bespoke glass, very uniformly cylindrical overall with a short, simple neck and a very abrupt, flat shoulder on it. It does have a slightly wavy, organic texture to it. It's not all smooth. The sides of the bottle are also ribbed, just between the front and back labels, and this detail makes it very easy to grasp and pour. 750 milliliter is embossed at the bottom, front, and back of the bottle. Other than a small raised dot for manufacturing purposes, the bottle mold is symmetrical front and back. The front label is tan paper and a great expression of typography and line work. The primary color is black ink with a small detail of a brick red for chili ancho liqueur and a chili pepper at the bottom right. The most prominent feature is the logo type of Ancho Reyes. It's embellished and the label features many flourishes of swirls and scroll work interspersed by abundant horizontal lines of varying thickness and length. Top center of the label is Echo en México, flanked by 19 and 27. Puebla is also present at the top, twice. The back label gives a brief story of the liqueur, plus suggestions on how to enjoy it. There's also a barcode and government warnings, of course, on the back label. And finally, the bottle is capped by a small, simple, brass-colored screw cap under a shrink wrap that's printed with a quality guarantee message that's written in Spanish. Okay, let's go ahead and open it up. A little shrink wrap here, if I can break through it. Oh, actually, this is a paper label on top of the shrink wrap, so the quality message is paper. Now let me see if I can get through the plastic. And it just screws off, kind of. Yeah, there we go. And now for a pour. In the glass, it's a darker golden color. This is an all-natural color that comes only from the chilies. There's no artificial color added to it. It is also a little thicker, syrupy looking when I swirl it in the glass. And on the nose, oh, dried chilies. Dried chilies first and foremost. Thankfully, not overly spicy. And there's not a lot of ethanol burn to it. It is 40% ABV, but it doesn't burn. It's a little pungence to it as well. Um, sweetness, chili, 
Maybe some, I want to say like coffee. That's not right. A little something in there. It's dried chilies. It's primarily, I'm sure it smells like sweetened ancho chilies is what this actually is. All right, let's go for a taste. Mm. Sweet and heat. There's definitely some spice, but not in the offensive overload of cinnamon way. This is a, oh, my, my mouth is watering from the spice, but it's a pleasant, smoky heat, well balanced by sweet. Let's go for another taste. Oh, it's got, it's got a nice, pleasant burn to it. I don't register if there's alcohol in it, to be honest. It's all the, the spiciness from the chilies. But the first taste you get is the sweetness that comes through. It's just a really pleasant smokiness. The sweetness is first, but then the spice just cuts through. And, and But it doesn't actually burn in the aftertaste. I mean, it lingers definitely in your mouth, but let's go for another. I think I just picked up on a flavor. I got a, a flash of tobacco leaf to it, and maybe that's... Uh, I don't get it on the nose, but I get it on the palate for sure. A little tobacco, but then the heat. Ooh, it, it's a good burn. And I just glanced at the back of the bottle and it says baking spices. And I think baking spices would be an ample description of some of the flavors that come through. Tobacco leaf, though, the sweetness, and then the very pleasant burn. It is very much ancho chili flavored. So if you've had ancho chilies, this is that in liquid form with sugar. And of course, I almost forgot to mention that I have been tasting using my clean Glencairn glass. Whiskey nosing glass allows you to see the spirit, smell the spirit, taste the spirit. Should always use a proper glass when drinking. Okay, let's talk history. While Ancho Reyes showcases 1927 as a date on the bottle, website, and elsewhere, this is the inspiration date for the brand, which was launched in late 2013 by Mexican spirits company Casalumbre. The firm was founded in 2011 by Ivan Saldana, a master distiller with a PhD in evolutionary biology, focused specifically on agave plants. Incidentally, he grew up in Jalisco, Mexico, home to tequila. Joining Ivan as founders of Casa Lumbre were Moises Gundi and Daniel Schwenweiss. I'm sorry, I'm likely mispronouncing everybody's name. I apologize for that. But these two themselves were founders of Tequila Milagru. Casa Lumbre was created to champion Mexico's raw materials while challenging the limits of the conventional to create new generations of unique and culturally iconic brands. Ancho Reyes was the second product launched by the firm. So, where's the 1927 date come from? Well, the brand says that's the date of the creation of the local liqueur that inspired Ancho Reyes. Tucked into the top left of the label, hugging the logotype is the text, Delicioso Menjorge de, 
and the menjorje is the key part. It translates to concoction, and that's basically what the inspiration was, a locally made liqueur, a homemade concoction, of some flavorings and alcohol that were common in the 1920s in the town of Puebla, Mexico. There was said to be a thriving artist community in the 1920s, and the menjorjes were enjoyed by many. Not unlike other traditional liqueurs from other parts of the world, this Menjorge de Ancho Chili's recipe was rediscovered by Casa Lumbre when working on what their next brand would be, and their first product was a mezcal. Therefore, Ancho Reyes is only about eight years old at the time of this recording, but it harkens back to a bygone era to lend a bit of cachet to the brand. It's common practice, it seems, to reach back in time, and at least it seems plausible in the case of Ancho Reyes that a classic local favorite did exist in the 1920s to then inspire Casa Lumbre. The launch of the brand was expertly coordinated, and because industry veterans were developing it, they obviously did it right. I'll cover production in just a bit, but they obviously had to create the spirit to be bottled, and from a liquid product development standpoint, once that was done, they were ready to go to branding. And branding, in large part, was handed off to a specialist design firm working in the spirits industry. The design firm is Weeholden, which was itself only founded in 2010, but by creative industry veterans who had experience in the drinks business. Weeholden doesn't just create point-of-sale or advertisements. They do what they call liquid-to-lips brand creation. This can cover everything from package design and production to brand strategy, social media, digital strategy, events, product launches, trade and retail strategy and concepts, and more. In short, if you want to launch a spirits brand, by the looks of Wee Holden's website, you'd be in very good hands. Though this level of expertise warrants solid investment, they list equity arrangements as a way to partner with them. And we hold and really crafted the Ancho Reyes brand. They traveled to Puebla to get a feel for the place, documented the history of the liqueur to support the 1927 claim, and developed in their words, a brand tone, experiential events, time-worn assets, and digital and social media worthy of the liquid's incendiary history. I'll provide a link in show notes to the We Hold In portfolio page on Ancho Reyes. They did beautiful work. Partnering with We Holden and Casa Lumbre on the launch of Ancho Reyes was another specialist marketing agency. This is the aptly named The Bomb Vivants, an internationally recognized spirits marketing and trade advocacy agency. The Bomb Vivants, I assume, got their name inspiration from the very first cocktail book, Jerry Thomas's How to Mix Drinks or The Bomb Vivants Companion, first published in 1862. A bon vivant is described as a person who enjoys a sociable and luxurious lifestyle. But the marketing agency today bearing this name, while their key role in Ancho Reyes' launch was in trade advocacy. This is essentially selling the spirit into the industry, the trade, using what they describe as their primary engine of brand ambassador-driven trade advocacy programs. Think of it a bit like highly targeted public relations to the most influential people in your target market. In the case of Ancho Reyes, think well-known bartenders, writers, influencers, buyers, etc. In short, tastemakers in the spirits business. So, Ancho Reyes was birthed from a great historical idea, crafted of true Mexican ingredients in a traditional way, 
by a company with experience in creating other successful brands, designed by a specialist firm, and promoted by a specialist firm. And the investment has paid off. Not only has Anchorea's found favor with bartenders and at-home enthusiasts, but it's been a commercial success as well. In 2016, just two years after launch, Ancho Reyes introduced their first and only brand extension thus far. This is Ancho Reyes Verde, a similar product but made with poblano chilies. Similar but different to ancho chilies, more on that in how it's made. But perhaps the biggest example of the brand's success was the fact that Casa Lumbre sold 51%, a controlling interest, of Ancho Reyes and their first Mezcal brand to the Campari Group for $35.7 million in 2019. The CEO of the Campari Group had this to say, We are very pleased to enrich our offering with two super premium brands, Ancho Reyes Spicy Liqueur and Monte Lobos Mezcal. They gave us the opportunity to add a unique and versatile liqueur with a strong international potential, riding the very positive mixology trend, as well as enter the premium and high-performing mezcal category. Campari distributes the brand, and that's allowed it to reach more than 40 countries. Sales figures are hard to come by, but it was noted in 2017, two years prior to Campari acquiring the brand, that Ancho Reyes sold about 40,000 cases. My guess is they've well surpassed that number by now. In a report released in January of 2021 by Drinks International, Ancho Reyes was ranked as the 8th most popular liqueur based upon a questionnaire of more than 100 influential bars around the world. So on to how it's made. Handcrafted would be an honest description of the production process. It's well documented, perhaps best by renowned spirits personality Camper English on his blog, Alcademics. I'll provide a link in show notes to the specific blog posting. And though the account from Camper English on Alcademics predates Campari's purchase, Campari did have this to say at the time of acquisition. We acquire two truly handcrafted gems, and we continue to premiumize our portfolio with a particular focus on the key U.S. market, enhancing our exposure to the strategic premium on-premise distribution channel. And as part of the acquisition, Campari Group has leveraged a fully integrated supply chain for the brand through leased production and bottling facilities. Therefore, some processes may have been upgraded or expanded and perhaps made more efficient, but my hunch is it's largely unchanged since inception. So first off, Ancho Reyes is not distilling. The alcohol comes from a purchased sugarcane distillate. It's a neutral sugar spirit. The real craft is in the chilies. And an ancho chili is a dried poblano chili. The original Ancho Reyes I've been drinking is made from the dried chilies, while the other expression, the verde, is made from the green poblano chilies. I'll just cover production of the Ancho, as they diverge pretty much once the chilies leave the field. And the field is where it starts. Local growers in the Puebla area of Mexico grow all the poblano chilies. They're planted in March and April and are ready for harvest in about six months. The chilies destined to become ancho chilies are left to ripen on the vine longer than those that are sold as poblanos. The chilies, when ready, are all hand harvested, and huge sacks of the chilies are delivered to the drying facility where they are sun dried on a bed of wood chips to allow for airflow under the chilies. They're laid out in orderly fashion to maximize space and hand turned every few days. 
Drying time takes between 15 and 20 days, where they develop a rich, smoky, and fiery flavor. Next is an equally labor-intensive process. Once the chilies are dried enough to be called anchos, they are then scissor-sliced by hand, allowing for a quality control step where some, but not all, of the seeds are discarded. The stems are also removed during this step. And thanks to Alcademics, it's noted that two other varieties of chilies are used, making up as much as 10% of the batch. These are guayilla and pasilla, lending some additional heat and earthiness, respectively. All of the hand-scissored chilies are then macerated in the neutral sugarcane distillate for around six months. They're stirred weekly during the process. Each of the three chili varieties are macerated separately, and when finished, they're filtered to remove the solids, though the bottle label states some sediment may be present due to the use of natural ingredients. The liquids are blended by the master blender, and some sugar is added during this process. The amount of sugar added is said to vary batch to batch to match and balance the heat of the chilies. Some distilled water would also be added to bring the batch to the correct bottling proof. It's then bottled, hand-labeled, packaged, and shipped around the world. Ancho Reyes currently has a really nice, well-made production process video on their website that shows this process. So now, cocktails and consumption. Ancho Reyes says you can enjoy the spirit neat or on the rocks. And to be honest, you've got to like spice to enjoy the spirit on its own. But it also pairs very well with tequila, and it's a great complement to whiskey where a smoky flavor can enhance the barrel-aged notes. And because Ancho Reyes is sweetened, being a liqueur, it can be substituted into cocktails in place of another sweetener, like triple sec. Therefore, it's a great modifier to a margarita. Get a smoky, spicy margarita by substituting Ancho Reyes in place for a triple sec. I also read it is great in an old-fashioned. So in summary, what do I think of Ancho Reyes? I am pleasantly surprised that the heat is pleasant. It's not like the effect I had from Fireball that just tastes like burning. That had a lot of potential Fireball did, I think. But Ancho Reyes, I'd almost described as a grown-up version of Fireball. It's sweetened, it is spicy and smoky, but it's not just slappy in the face hot. It's got a pleasant burn to it. And there's a lot more flavor and depth to this than fireball cinnamon flavored whiskey it's probably an unfair comparison between the two but they're similar they're also aimed at completely different markets i would argue the fireball drinker is not likely to be your ancho Reyes drinker the brand persona the packaging and label the bottle the brand story all those things say that even if the product is similar the intended audience the intended consumer is not all that aside, I will say this is going to get used in a lot of experimental cocktails. I let my wife try it while I was recording this episode, and she said, I don't hate it. And she's not really a distilled spirits drinker that much, but she does indeed like Ancho Reyes. My first time trying this spirit, it's good. It's got a great brand story. It's a young brand. It's only about eight years old, but created by really an awesome A-team cohort of the right people to build a spirits brand. And so Casa Lumbre, they've got a lot of other spirit brands that now make me want to think, I got to go check those out because they've done a really excellent job with this. And this was their second 
second try, pretty much. So I'm excited to see what they have on some of their newer spirits. So that's going to do it for this episode of Liquor in the Core Connoisseur. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. Please subscribe and share. Show notes are on liquorinthecoreconnoisseur.com. You can also find the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. That's where I aim to be. My thanks, as always, to all the source material that I find when doing research. If I didn't have this information available to me on the internet, I couldn't produce this show. So please do take a look at the references that I link in show notes. I'm also active on social media. Facebook and Instagram are where I'm most active. If you have a spirit you'd like me to feature in an upcoming episode, please do reach out. And as always, thank you for listening.